Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crow, novelist and speaker. So this past week was the big 20 books to 50K indie publishing conference and Carice, you attended. I did. You were in there in the midst. I was. They didn't even know. No, they knew. <laughs> they knew. They knew. Shout out to the people who are 20 books people who listen to the show. I mean, yes. Exciting. Yeah, I got to meet some of them. So that was really fun. I was telling you before we started recording, it's interesting to sit down and like have a meal with somebody who's heard probably hundreds of hours of your voice. And then you're just like in the middle of, a, of an event that is very extroverted. And with me being so introverted, it's like, do I have to be on during this, right. during this lunch? Like, do I need to, do I have to put on my podcast personality right now? Can I not, can I just hide in the corner, please? So what a fun experience. And for anyone who doesn't know, 20 books to 50 K is it's a group of people who are into making money through indie publishing. And if you yes. haven't joined the Facebook group, please do so. Even if you are more of, on the traditional side, it is just a great wealth of information and camaraderie and yeah. um, just a good, a good space to lurk, which is what I do. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah if you're not in it, you're definitely missing out. And even if you are traditional, they have a ton of ideas that would still apply to your career. So you don't have to be indie. Um, word of caution, they, as, as a group, they're not super interested in the people who get like the traditional big house deals. Right. You know, that's, that's just not their bent. Right. <laughs> They don't care. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they care. They care. They would be like, congratulations, but it would be like, why, like, why are you here? If that's you what you're going to talk up, about. Yeah. Why are you giving up 80% of your profits to somebody else when you could be doing six times the amount of work you're currently doing right? and make triple the money? Right. So, so, yeah. But so you went to the conference, which is the first time that they've had it since the pandemic came, yes. right? Yeah. So it must've been very, it was in Vegas. So tell us, Tell us your takeaways, what you learned, what you found out. And of course, we're going to do more episodes over the next weeks, just kind of covering various topics. But but tell us what you learned. Yeah, I made notes all week long of like, we got to talk about this and we got to talk about that. Um, main takeaways, Vegas is expensive, dude. Yeah. It's gotten like disgustingly expensive. Like we went out for ramen the last night. And for the four of us, the bill was over $100 for ramen. Like, yeah little hole in the wall place. So yeah. Um, don't go to Vegas and expect your bank account to stay intact and we didn't drop a dime on gambling and still, oh man, that was rough. Uh, also shout out to the cake machine. If you're in the 20 books group, you know what I'm talking about. If you are not, uh, there's a, there's a vending machine at the hotel and it just dispenses cake. <laughs> that's it freshly made that day cake I got wow. a slice on my last day of the rainbow cake and it was delicious um but yeah main takeaway you know it's kind of hard to summarize everything from a conference of this size because at any given time you know there's six or seven classes literally happening eight hours a day 
four days in a row. So it's a lot to take in. Um, but I think the big thing for me is just letting our, our listeners know you're not doing it wrong. There are so many paths and so many ways to climb that financial independence mountain that is your royalties check essentially. And every time you sit in a class, I feel like every presenter has their own personal way that they got to that point. And that's usually what they end up sharing because that's what's worked for them, but it's different for everybody. And like, you don't need to have a doctoral degree in advertising algorithms or hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok. You don't necessarily need to have the most engaging newsletter right now or be getting into fights on Twitter in order to sell books. Like that was my main thing that (laughs) I took away from it was essentially like, there's so many ways to go about this. There's really not any one way that's guaranteed success. Mm -hmm. And so long as you're like doing this and doing it seriously, putting your time and your money and your effort into productive endeavors, you're not doing it wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? So the key is, and we've talked about this on the show a lot, right? The key is consistency. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to be doing all of the things. You just have to be doing the things that you can do, Mm -hmm. that you can do well, and that will eventually lead to more readers finding your books, enjoying them, needing to have the next one. Right. I think um, there's this idea, especially when you are presented with an idea like 20 books to 50K, there's this idea that there's this formula that if you follow the formula, you will see success. And there can be a lot of anxiety over that. If you follow the formula and you don't see success, or if you aren't following it the way you want to, and you're stressed out because you can't do this one thing, but instead you're doing a different thing. And there can be a lot of comparison and well, if if that was successful for, for you, then I should do it too. And you can end up taking on a lot as well. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's really up to you to set those boundaries. I mean, self-publishing can really be an all-consuming endeavor, especially when you're trying to get to that place where you can either quit the day job or, you know, reduce your hours at work or whatever your personal financial goal looks like. Um, It can take over your entire life Mm -hmm. and you just can't let that happen. Um, and you have no idea what that, that author who is publishing, you know, two books a month or their, one of their pen names does a book every month. And another pen name is doing a book every two months. And, you know, I met people who said, oh, I just write. And then I hit publish. It doesn't go to an editor. I don't reread it. I don't go back and fix anything. I just go and I publish. Yeah. And to me, that was just wild. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> oh, oh, that makes, oh, okay. So that makes so much more sense how you're getting all of these words out. Like there's a yeah. whole part of the process that I consider a necessary part of the process, but somebody else doesn't consider yeah. a necessary part of the process and Hey, it works for them. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't work for me. That's not something I want to change about 
my approach to it. Yeah. And neither one of us are wrong. That's okay. So I think when it comes to figuring out what works for you, there are a couple core categories that you probably need to have a handle on what your plan of attack will be. Yeah. And that is how many books are you going to write every year or how many words per day or whatever, like whatever the writing right. component is, how, what does that look like? Then the other component is, are you going to do paid advertising? And if so, how much money, which platforms, how often you have to have that figured out. Yep. And then the rest is just bonus stuff. Are you going to do a newsletter? Are you going to do social media? Are you going to do book groups? Are you going to do the author rallies where everyone joins together and promotes? Like, what are you going to do consistently? And then once you have all of those three categories figured out as a self-published author, be consistent with them. Exactly. Over, over time, you should be able to see things fall into place as you hold up your end of the bargain in a sense. Absolutely. And that's going to dovetail really nicely into next week's episode where I want to get into what I think was my most valuable single lesson takeaway from the whole conference. And then we're going to cover some marketing stuff. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gate Crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers, or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode.